We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. We're going to be joined by John Costco from Pro Football Focus to talk all things Arizona Cardinals, including Bo, the franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray. And uh, speaking of K-1, some encouraging news. Friend of the program, Kyle Odegaard, dropped a, a spicy little nugget this morning here on Thursday. It was. I think it made a lot of Cardinals fans Thursday even better. It was earlier this afternoon. He dropped that out there that Kyler Murray is uh, kind of chomping on the bit. And we'll give full context to that. But it's it's encouraging. And, and it's something yeah. that I think this show has kind of felt was on the radar of this organization. Are they going to have to kind of rein in their franchise quarterback, slow him down as he wants to return to the playing field for one, to get back on track? Two, he's just the ultimate competitor. And, and three, you know, he's got a large chip on his shoulder. But uh, we're, we're absolutely we're going to get into that. And John Costco dropped the Pro Football Focus article out the other day. I think it was on June 30th, yeah. uh, kind of outlining why Kyler Murray is in line for a bounce back season. But uh, going to have uh, it's going to be a lot of K1 today. So, Austin, we're glad you're here. Finally off work early enough to listen live. Excited to have you with us. Same thing with the usuals, Michael Evans. What's up, Kyle? Victor, uh, coming off his birthday, probably probably not too hungover if he had too many four Hydrate. peaks. Four peaks usually doesn't get you too hungover because it's it's quality beer. It's mm. not you know some some swaggy beer that's gonna put you on the on the couch most of the day. Mister J, Fishbowl Flash, Nico, Jose, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you on with us on PHNX Cardinals. The Four Peaks is not tier six beer. Let's just put it to you that way. If you don't know where I'm going with that, we're going to talk about a tier with Kyler Murray, which is maybe the most egregious ranking I've seen this offseason. We're going to touch on that. But first, Bo, I want to talk about this Kyler Murray story. Kyle Odegaard, friend of the program, compare.bet, does fantastic work. And listen, full transparency, Bo Brock and I, we had a chance to connect with Jonathan Gannon way back when at the NFL Combine in March. And, and Gannon told us Kyler Murray is going to be adamant to return return quickly. You know, we just, we got finished kind of teasing the fact that K one's been trashed by the national media, by ex players, right? He wants to come back and prove himself. The Cardinals are going to treat this with kid gloves, but maybe that's not going to be enough. This is from Kyle Odegaard at compare.betbo with regard to Kyler Murray's recovery timeline. This is from his uh, most recent article that dropped this morning. Kyler, according to Kyle, 
wants to get back on the field, quote, badly. The Cardinals star quarterback is in the midst of his ACL recovery and is pushing to return to action as early as possible, according to a source with close knowledge of the situation. However, the new coaching staff, as we mentioned, in Arizona has been trying to manage those expectations intent on, additionally, this is from Kyle's article, taking a measured approach to ensure there's a low chance of re-injury. They, they're thinking big picture, Bo. Murray tore his ACL in December uh, 12th game last year against the Patriots at the first possession, had surgery after the swelling went down on January 3rd. He has, Kyler Murray, began to straight-line run a couple of weeks ago and has not suffered any setbacks, the source said. So a lot of information to take there. Again, great work by uh, NFL insider Kyle Odegaard. And, I mean... Are you surprised that Kyler Murray, given everything, is not sitting on the couch playing video games, right? He didn't gain 50 pounds. He's trying to get back as soon as possible for this franchise and most importantly for his teammates. Yeah, I mean, he's Danny from uh, Ted Lasso. I mean, football is life, competing is life for Kyler Murray, whether he's yeah. on the football field, on the baseball diamond, whether he's, you know, in his gaming chair and, he, and he's he's competing in, in esports, he's a competitor. <laughs> and that's what he that's what he loves to do. And when yeah. you sideline him and he can't get out there and he can't, you know, uh, ham it up with his teammates, if you can't throw bombs and, and, and throw quick slants or whatever, you know, the play may call or, or scramble out of the pocket and make a play himself. I think that he doesn't feel like the 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 most he f he feels alive, right? To be to be lame and romantic about it, but I think that that's where you get Pete Kyler, and I think that that's where he wants to be, especially with all the all the all the nonsense and all the noise that's surrounded Kyler Murray since you know, kind of the uh, the contract the the ugly contract negotiation went down, you know, in January of 2022. So. You know, this is somebody that wants to prove himself, and and the only way he's really kind of been able to show his worth as far as a football player is on the field, because otherwise people have a short memory with Kyler Murray. They they seem to forget who he is. Who they use a Heisman Trophy winner. He's the number one overall pick. He was the offensive rookie of the year. He's a two time Pro Bowler. He's a guy that was uh the in the leader in the clubhouse through eight weeks of an NFL season to be an MVP. He he was legit in twenty twenty one. And, you know, due to the league catching up to the Arizona Cardinals offensive scheme, due, due to the league catching up to Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, you know, they they were kind of put in a tough spot and didn't have a great season last year. And he wants to prove everybody that that's that was that was the fluke. That was the outlier. Yeah. That was the anomaly. And that he's he's the guy that we thought he was, you know, for the first three seasons of his four year career going into his fifth. Yeah, a lot of love being shown to K1 in the chat. Mark is saying this is K1's team. He is the general. That's got to feel good for him, and it seems he seems eager to step up to the challenge. That's that rad dude, the effing rad dude. Yeah, rad. I'm bringing it back. Jose <laughs> saying you can't take the dog out of the fight, but you cannot. You can take the dog out of the fight, but you cannot take the fight out of the dog, that being K1. Nico, K1 is such a competitor. Still the smart play is to let him take his time. And then uh, the fishbowl thinking differently here. K1 is back by week one, baby. And the black jersey will be used that week. That, quite the curveball. They show up week one against the commanders in Washington. Kyler Murray's back and they're rocking the black jerseys. I'd be all here for it. I do think we're going to see Kyler Murray in those black jerseys at some point in 2023. And you know, straight line running is, is a big deal, right? Yeah. And we saw him squatting. Good hell. What was it like four or six weeks after surgery he was he was throwing around some weight in early february and yeah, I think wasn't a lot it was of us 
It, it yeah. was 13 weeks, right? Was that? Is that or no, that... it was it was like a month. Remember that yeah. video we broke down in like late January? He's like squatting and 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 doing some conditioning. It was it was unbelievable. Kyler Murray, to me, it, as Gannon put it, right when we spoke to him in Indianapolis, it's it's not necessarily the straight line running. It's not the lateral quickness. It's the maneuverability that he sure. has always done, right? Because he ran in the open field and it was a the purest non-contact injury you'll ever see. He went down on his own and he makes that cut and that maneuver a hundred times in an individual game. If he takes off running, they have to ensure, Bo Brock, that when they put him back on that field, he can do those kind of things, not just take off, not just make all the scrambles and all the throws on the run, but the traditional maneuverability that comes with Kyler Murray that we can't, we all take for granted that he can be able to do without thinking twice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, JG told us that much in, in Indy, and, and he was very, uh, right, you know, basically saying that Kyler Murray needs to be 100% physically, and he absolutely has to be 100% mentally because yeah. of what you said that non contact injury, that cut that he's made thousands of times in his athletic career. Now, is he going to think twice before he makes it? Because on December 12th, Monday Night Football, he tore his ACL and, and had a little meniscus tear in there as well, or had a meniscus injury. Is it going to happen again? Like it, it's it's tough to kind of get that, I guess, out from between your ears. And it, it's you know, I don't doubt that the organization from from the the front office and Monty Awesomefort and his his crew behind the scenes and Jonathan Gannon's uh, coaching staff and his training staff have a plan for this, and they've got criteria that Kyler Murray needs to meet. It's not going to be hey, we're just going to see how this goes and it's going to be just like a fluid situation. It's not going to be like, remember when Kyler Murray all those weeks was out with a hamstring injury with the with the oh, Cardinals on the Kingsbury and crew? He had the he had the ankle injury and we just had no idea what his availability or, or inavailability was. And I think that they've got an absolute idea of what it's going to take for him to be green-lighted to go. Yeah, uh, we've got so much good content coming in from the chat. We've got good content on deck for you. We are being joined now. Pro football data reporter uh, has got a great article, as Bo alluded to earlier, about why Kyler Murray is set to bounce back, not only from injury, but with his quality of play that we saw each of those first three seasons. It's John Costco, first time here on PHNX Cardinals. John, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Happy to be on the show. John, uh, everybody, of course, our chat loves the content on PFF.com. Obviously, later, why Kyler Murray's poised kind of for a bounce back season. Before we kind of get into it, you broke down what went wrong in 2022. What was kind of the issues with Kyler Murray? And you outlined, you know, Cliff Kingsbury's offense. But before we get into the bounce back, maybe with Petsing's offense and Drew Petsing being his new uh, play caller, what was like, in your opinion, the fatal flaw to the Cliff Kingsbury offense when you looked at it and kind of deep dived it? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I just don't think it was very innovative. Um, and it just kind of was stagnant and, and he had his system of what he wanted to do and didn't, you know, didn't adapt to what the NFL was was throwing at him. So you, you saw it in year one, you know, they had some some success a little bit. Obviously, he they grew into it. And as Kyler Murray grew as a football player, it looked better. But you once once teams see, hey, this is what they're doing well, We've got to be able to counteract that. They had no real good answer for that. So mm -hmm. um, I think I think he didn't have, you know, the 
the curveball to throw at at teams and the, then the change up and stuff like that. He didn't have that in his in his arsenal. He just he just kept running his system and hoping that it, that it would work and that the players would would make it work. And when you get injuries, you have I mean a roster that was not very strong in the first place. It's it's hard to win in the NFL if you're not a you don't have a, a, a scheme that's going to beat you know beat defenses. What do you think, John, is the best course of action to get Kyler Murray back to where we saw him and beyond? Because I think a lot of us would agree, like, Kyler Murray, even despite his head coach and some of his skill players, played like, at times, a top 5-10 to 10 quarterback each of his first three seasons. It's now about, especially when you label him an expensive quarterback with a $45 million price tag, what's the best course of action to get him back to where he was and then eclipse that? Get him to, to the point where... You're considering him in the same realm of a, a Mahomes, a J, a Josh Allen, a Justin Herbert, a Trevor Lawrence. Like you're the first overall pick. Like that's where the expectations should be, should they not? Yeah, he's got to get healthy first and foremost. I mean, you can't rush him onto the field before he's not ready to go. Because if if he's not ready to go and he's not comfortable out there playing with that, you know, knee, he's not going to be the same player. Because part of what he made him a top five quarterback rated at PFF in in 2021 was yeah. the fact that his his rushing ability was a big threat to defenses. And then he also combined that with great arm talent. He had 43 big-time throws in 2021. It was one of the most in the NFL that year at like 8% big-time throw rate. So you get him healthy and comfortable on the field first and foremost, let him grow into this offense. He, he His talent will eventually take over, and he's going to be able to do more and beyond what the offense uh, you know requires him. But he's got to – be comfortable, stick to those basics and the fundamentals of what this offense is going to bring because we've seen what this offense can do throughout the league. You know, Matt Schaub is, doesn't have the talent that Kyler Murray has. He's got to get – but Matt Schaub really ran this this type of – this style of offense great for several years, you know, under Gary Kubiak. And we saw it in Minnesota. We saw, we saw it with Kirk Cousins. He was able to have success with that. Kevin Stefanski took that to the Cleveland Browns. We saw year one Baker Mayfield had one of his best season of his career – um, and then Baker got hurt his his second year, and then we know what you know. I, I think Baker we we've kind of discovered is not a very good quarterback. So uh, I think I think it elevates what the quarterback can do, and you've got to be able to grow into it. So I think with him, it's it's definitely just getting comfortable because this system will work in the NFL for sure. And as a guy with his talent, it, I you know the sky's the limit. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the advanced metrics, as you outlined in the article, it's like when when things were perfect, when when he had a clean pocket, he was actually really good. I mean, he showed off his elite accuracy, he showed off the arm strength, everything that we know about Kyler Murray. But then when things kind of broke down, he wasn't able to, he, he was actually right at kind of on par with his, his rookie season. And he kind of reverted a little bit, uh, especially the deep ball. Like when we look at the deep ball and you mentioned that, you know, between 21, 2021, when he was one of the best deep ball passers in the league, and then one of the worst last year, like, what was that? Was that the league and, the, and you know, the two high looks that they were giving and the scheme wasn't matching that. And Kyler Murray was just kind of SOL before the play even began, or was he off as far as throwing deep balls? It's a combination of all those things. So, like in in 2021, he had a grade of 96.7 when he was throwing a deep ball, which is you know was the third best in the NFL that year. And then you look at it uh, last year, he it was just he tanked from there, like in the 70s. So, I think with with him, it's 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 a mat. It was a combination of things, right? So, like you you DeAndre Hopkins wasn't available for the full season. Uh, they had, I mean, the, they had injuries all across the board. He was injured before he even got, you know, his knee injury that he had at the end of the season. So he wasn't ever right. Um, so I think 
it's just a combination of a lot of different things there where the scheme wasn't going well, nothing was going right in the sit in there. And then Kyle Murray's struggling because he doesn't have the confidence. And there's a huge part of like playing quarterback of, of from the neck up. Like it's not even an athletic part of it. It's, it's a confidence where, you know, you're, you can trust your guys out in the field are going to be at a certain spot and you're going to, you can throw it with anticipation and they're going to be there to catch the ball and not, you know, be in the wrong spot, get a turnover or something like that. So there, that's a big part of that as well. And that ha- you have to have that trust in your receiving core uh, down on those deeper downfield throws. And they, he just didn't have it. So there's a multiple amount of factors that go into that. And and I think the biggest one really is is not trusting your players, your system, and then also not being comfortable in, in, in the sense that like nothing's going right. So I'm not feeling it. Yeah, we know. John, based on you know interactions during games and things we've heard kind of behind the scenes that, that Kyler and, and, and Cliff's relationship really deteriorated last year and speaking to the point of the fact that he didn't trust Cliff Kingsbury's offense. But I, I want to talk specifically about the skilled players in the receiver position. We've kind of speculated, you know, was, was Kyler Murray done a disservice? Do you feel like with the influx of undersized receivers, would Kyler Murray be better suited albeit 5'10", and he predominantly plays from the pocket, or excuse me, from from the shotgun. Do you think it's done a disservice that he's had Rondell Moore 5'9", these undersized wide receivers for a lot of his career in Arizona? Should they flush him with big physical receivers that you saw last year, a la Drew Petzing? We've talked about on our show, John, no Cleveland Brown wide receiver was under six feet last year. It, it, It plays a factor. I think you want guys that can get open and catch the ball. So I think that's the biggest factor with, when it comes to the wide receiver position. So, yeah, it would be nice to have Calvin Johnson's out there to have <laughs> sure. big bodies, right? I think everybody would love that, but not everybody is that. So, you know, you look at like Josh Allen, for example, who struggled his first two years in the league and then, took, you know, obviously took off like a rocket. And now, you know, is considered an elite level quarterback. And part of that is just Stephon Diggs coming to, to Buffalo. And Stephon Diggs is one of the best route runners in the NFL. He got open. He's just one of the best receivers in the NFL. So when you have that and you look at it from, from Kyler Murray's perspective, when DeAndre Hopkins came in there, you saw his game really take off. But when when you couldn't rely on where if he was going to be playing or not, Murray started struggling. So when he was definitely when he was not in games, he struggled. And when he was in games, it was a lot better for him. So I just think that he needs good wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Rondell Moore is going to turn into that. You know, I think. I think a lot of us have thought highly of him coming out of uh, Purdue and uh, college, but he is, he is undersized. Like that size, that's an, that's a big outlier because he is, he is really small, uh, especially even for, uh, for a slot guy. So you, you definitely just need good receivers. I think Hollywood Brown is, is a good receiver for him, but they just need to, to surround him with more good receivers. And so to me, re- regardless of size, they, they have to be able to, to get open and catch the ball and be in the right spots for him at, when he needs them to be. I think it was a, a necessary kind of go back to the past, relook at the Cliff Kingsbury offense and, and went look at where things went wrong. But now that we've got that out of the way, let's get to the fun stuff as, as we get to preview what Drew Petzing brings from Cleveland. And, and we've heard, you know, consistent with your article that it's going to look a little bit like what the Browns are doing. We've heard they're going to incorporate, you know, what Philly does in the shotgun and, and maybe – taking some uh, of the concepts from San Francisco. So, you know, all three of those pretty run-heavy offenses. What is, in your mind, what what is the most important thing that Drew Petzing is going to do for Kyler Murray with this offense that's going to get him back on track? 
I think it, I think the pressure is going to be taken off of them significantly. So th- this was an offensive line last year that, that was actually pretty good, um, and it's their strength in, coming into 2023 that we, we you know PFF that we think that is. Um, so if you if you can just take even more pressure on them, you go under center, do play action pass type stuff. That's going to slow down that pass rush, and it's going to give Kyler Murray a more time in the pocket, and also put him on the move where he can utilize his athleticism. So the Cleveland Browns last year. I know that like they didn't have the year that you you they wanted or anything like that. They had Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback for most of it. Deshaun Watson was awful coming back from suspension. They had the they they were able to scheme up or even you could say that the wide receivers are good enough, but I I wouldn't say that they were beyond Amari Cooper. That they had the fifth most wide receivers open per play in the NFL last year wow. for you know for our our stuff and our our metrics. So uh, it's a scheme that gets guys open. Um, and I think I think that's what's going to happen for for Arizona. It's going to allow them buy more time for those guys to get open in the in these concepts. And it's going to like you you see it all the time with with you know Kyle Shanahan's system. That system op- has open guys o- all over the field, and it makes it really easy for that quarterback just to find the open guy and hit it because it's usually one read type stuff where they they suck up those linebackers with their play action. They have their wide zone, so they're not only just sucking up the linebackers, but they're spreading out that defensive line you know, from right to left, and it makes it really difficult to rush the quarterback. So um, there's a lot of good things that can come from the system. And then if you're incorporating Philly's system uh, as well, which is out of, out of the shotgun, you can utilize Kyler Murray's, you know, running abilities. I don't think he's going to be right as a runner until, you know, maybe late in the year, maybe not even until 2024. But if you can protect him with this system, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine in the long run. John, apologies. I'm going to put you on the spot. I knew you have the affinity for the safety position. You played safety at the University of Kansas. So the Cardinals, not sure if you know this or not, have a, a former first-round pick. The year after they took Kyler Murray, they took Isaiah Simmons and tried to shoehorn him from an the inside area. linebacker. He's from Kansas. Isaiah oh, is, is he? Interesting. Well, he's moving to safety. <laughs> he, 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 didn't, he didn't come to Kansas, though. So I mean, <laughs> He went to Clemson. Yes. That was actually yeah. the only other school that offered Isaiah Simmons was, really? was Kansas outside that. of Clemson. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't choose Kansas back in the <laughs> era of, of when them winning one and two games a year. So <laughs> Isaiah won the Buckets Award. He got drafted eighth overall by the Cardinals, and then they've screwed around with his development. This is really – they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, John. This is really his last-stitch effort to stick with this team and carve out a niche in the NFL. They're moving him to safety. They're going to play him a little bit at slot corner, too. Do you – I don't you know – don't know if you've watched a lot of Isaiah Simmons in the NFL, but you know, with what you've seen, do you think that that can be a successful transition, especially when you consider Cardinals already have two prominent safeties in Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson? I, I think he's, I think he's more of a, a, a linebacker dimebacker type guy where you, you don't want him out in space uh, because I don't think he's, I mean, he, he, so he tested extremely well at the combine, right? I think yeah. we all saw him blow up the combine, but when those yeah, those numbers didn't match what you saw on tape from him of being a fluid athlete and he to me with his size he could he could be a linebacker um and i think he's he's from his skill set and not being able to you know flip his hips and stick with with the i mean i, I know why they, they drafted him they want to be able to stick with like like a george kittle type and be able to lock down that he's not going to be able to do that in, in the nfl i don't think he's physical enough in terms of like in coverage that way but it, he's a to me he's a weird type of of player because he doesn't have a great skill set for one spot or the other and right. i think he's a bigger liability when it comes to being in coverage you know that's so like 
like his his grade last year in coverage, for an example, was was a 69, which is is not great. And obviously, you know, you want it to be much better, but he's also still not great as a run defender where he was a 47. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I, like, I don't really know what to do with him because he, like, I, I never thought of, I didn't think of him very highly coming out of college because, yeah. because of the, the skill, the movement skills that didn't work as a safety. So mm-hmm. it's, to me, it's, I don't, I don't know what, I really don't know what to do with him. I think you, you think you tried to develop him as a linebacker and say, use your size, use your strength to just blow things up and, and maybe has a will back where you can be free from blocks. Cause he's not, he's not a super physical at the point of attack, but he could make tackles though. Jonathan Gannon, also a former safety. You guys kind of similar ages and all that. Can have you given maybe much look at to what this defense is capable of doing? You know, Nick Rollis, 29-year-old DC up and coming. Or did you spend all your time kind of researching this yeah. Cardinals offense? I, I spent most of it on obviously yeah. on Kyle Murray and the offense, but you know, if you look at obviously Jonathan Gannon, what he was able to do in, in Philly, um, and they they ran a like a too high scheme. Uh, a lot of cover four, and so I think I think you're probably going to bring that in to here as well because big big thing is stopping the deep pass and, and having and being able to protect you know those, at that position you can you can run fit with those safeties and you can also protect the deep pass with them um, and it and it basically kind of shortens the field for off you know off, offensive coordinators you know offenses and quarterbacks so I think I think what that's what you're going to see um, they were very, I mean Philly was very well coached on the defensive end they they had you know, they were always in the right spot. Um, they were always just playing sound football and then they were aggressive with it as well. So I would expect much of the same. It's, they don't have the talent that Philly's defense had for sure, but I think that's what you're going to, over time, is gonna, you're going to see a, an attacking aggressive team that's going to play sound football, obviously. That's like cliche type talk or whatever. That's all, uh, you always want to hear that, right? Like play sound football, be aggressive. Right. But that's essentially what the Eagles were, is that they were able to, to get after the quarterback with their front four and they were able. They didn't have to do it much with the blitz, but they could. They could, you know, switch up their multiple looks, but uh, with with on the back end with with good solid play. My question, final question for you, John, is you look at the landscape of this roster. There's been a ton of lists over the course of the off season. Not many people think highly of it. Are there any players that are kind of young under the radar? They they had a what we think is a, a very strong draft this year, and then even last year, guys like Trey McBride and Cameron Thomas have a chance to pop off. Is there anybody? that you would keep your eye on if you were a Cardinal fan that's got a chance to stick, you know, early in, into his mid twenties. Yeah. I, so like, I like Paris Johnson as, as a draft pick, uh, an offensive tackle out of Ohio state. I think he's a good player. Um, I, you know, I, I like, you know, from a, from you're talking about coming from a good pedigree or whatever. I think I like being, dra- I like drafting those power five schools, especially, but you know, yeah. Ohio state and the big, the big programs, because they have all that experience of, of going up against the best. So, uh, he he was excellent at at on that offensive line for them, and I expect more of the same for you know he he's going to be playing guard for the for the Cardinals, but I think um, I think he's going to be a, a solid player there. And I also like Zach Pascal. I don't think he got a lot of opportunities in, in Indianapolis. I think he can be a guy that uh, comes in there and, and and plays extremely well for the Cardinals. So uh, you know I, he's a speedy guy that gets open well, and you know we've seen with the Colts the past couple of years their quarterback issues. So I think uh, I think he's going to be a pretty good player for them. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at John Costco K O S K O three. Read his latest PFF.com. What to expect from the Cardinals' offense in Kyler Murray in 2023. 
PFF continues to churn out great content, including the PFF Fantasy Show. Got to check that out. John, it's great to get to know you. Great insight. And uh, we'll talk to you down the line. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Bo. Thanks, Johnny. Have a great rest of your evening. You too. There he goes, John Costco. Just a wealth of knowledge there. Really interesting to hear uh, why he thinks this this Petsing, you know, his the, taking the Cleveland Browns concepts, what it can do for the Arizona Cardinals. To hear that their wide receivers were getting open, you know, the fifth most of any NFL wide receiver core. I mean, that's really encouraging, Johnny. Especially when you look yeah. at the athletes that the Cardinals have uh, yeah. in that in that room. Yeah, he he seemed pretty bullish on the the Cardinal offense, and I mean. I know they got kind of trashed in recent rankings with with their offensive line, but he called it a strength, which I think is, you know, obvious. Their offensive line is deep. It's maybe their deepest position unit on the team. Uh, speaking of strengths right now, our strength right here, our friends, our friends at BetMGM. BetMGM swing for the fences. Uh, right now you can get signed up. It's super easy. Log into the BetMGM Sportsbook app on your iOS, Android device. Play the BetMGM MLB Free-to-play game. You've got all summer up until September 7th. So you've got a while, but don't slack on it. Be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone. Depending on the area of the strike zone you pick, single, double, triple, home run, or pop out, you're going to receive the prize associated with that type of hit. You can play one per day. Prizing must be used on the Major League Baseball suggested bets, and they do expire after 24 hours. So do it. And then use it. If you haven't signed up yet, speaking of using it, sign up right now with BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our folks in Arizona, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. They've got you covered for your first bet up to 1,000 big ones. But, of course, make sure you're using that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our guy, Shane Diefenbach, talk about it in the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, one 800 Bets off Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. We just got a uh, new shipment of Four Peaks beer here to the studio. It's unbelievable. They've got the Staycation Super Juicy IPAs. Can't wait to get my mitts on that ice cold beer. Also, we're going to be hanging out, as you mentioned, Ben MGM tomorrow. They're going to have, they, I know they have at least two Four Peaks beers on tap there, including the flagship Kilt Lifter goes crazy. So does the... Uh, so does the Wow Wheat. Great summer beer, number one wheat beer in the state of Arizona. Check out what Four Peaks is doing on all their socials as well. They might even have a thread account. I don't even know yet. I haven't deep dived it up. I'm sure they do, but you got to figure out and find out for yourself on Instagram. Follow them at Four Peaks Brew in Four Peaks Pub. They're doing giveaways, all sorts of contests, and you'll know what you know products are going on, events. They're going to have uh, some great events coming up where I know they're going to have uh, a couple uh, pairing uh, set up where they're going to pair a several course meal with some of their delicious beers. You don't want to miss out on any of this. Check out fourpeaks.com. Check them out in your local grocery store, wherever you can find beer. You can find Four Peaks around the valley. Check them out for yourself. Got to be 21 years or older. And uh, of course, you got to drink it responsibly. Uh, I did keep my streak alive, uh, Derek, in the chat asking about <laughs> Isaiah Simmons. Listen, John's an ex safety, and uh, you know, I wanted to get his opinion on it. And his opinion on Isaiah Simmons, let's just say we share the same opinion. 
Uh, we both think Kyler Murray is great, and we both think Isaiah Simmons is, you know, just kind of a guy right now in the <laughs> NFL. Um, positionless. And um, yeah, be interesting to see what happens. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull an audible, Bull Brock, okay. because I know I know we want to debrief Kyle's article and I know we want to talk about all the good stuff John shared with us, but there's been a there's been a post by CBS Sports that Kyler Murray has since commented on. And so we're going to talk about that first. So here's the 2023 NFL QB tiers. According to Will Brunson of CBS Sports, this is one of the most egregious things I've ever seen in my life. For our audio listeners, <laughs> he puts every single NFL QB that's starting in a tier. There are seven tiers. Kyler Murray is not in tier one or two or three or four or five. He's in tier six with the likes of Sam Howell, Jordan Love, the aforementioned Baker Mayfield, and Desmond Ritter. This is the, Will Brunson is a real NFL, or at least I thought he was, NFL reporter <laughs> analyst. And he has Kyler Murray behind Mac Jones, baby hands Kenny Pickett, right? Behind Brock Unbelievable. Purdy, Jared Goff, uh, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill. Jimmy Garoppolo is in uh, Tier 4 with, with guys like Derek Carr, who was cut by his own team, this is the worst list I have ever seen in my life. This is not a clickbait list. This, CBS Sports is a rep. They don't need clicks, or maybe they do. Maybe they, they're trying to drum up interest before they jump ship to threads. Will Brunson, this is <laughs> disgraceful. You are better than this, or at least I thought you were. Why don't we just make Kyler Murray back up at this point? Kyler Murray, not good enough, according to Will Brunson, to start over Mac Jones and baby hands Kenny Pickett legit one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I don't know how you can put him below a tier of, of Mac McCorkle Jones, Kenny Pickett, and and then Brock Purdy, who emerged yesterday or last season, but still hasn't accomplished nearly as much as, as Kyler Murray has in his career. Uh just it's I, I as you said, like Will Brenton was somebody that we thought that was a respectful, you know, football writer, NFL writer, and this I don't know. I don't know if he was, you know, maybe his bosses told him he needed to to make this a polarizing list and take some risks. But it really it makes zero sense to couple him with the likes of Sam Howell and, and the rest of the guys but that why he even knew that. I, Sam, I don't. Understand. Sam Howell's got one career touchdown pass. It's yeah. just Kyler Murray has almost a hundred total touchdowns in his NFL career. I mean, I saw that like a half an hour before the show. And I just, I couldn't believe it. You know who else can't believe it, Bo Brock? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was on Twitter just before the show started and uh, laughing emojis. And I love it. Uh, in response to somebody, Marcus, uh, who's a um, supporter of the show, Kyler Murray is officially the most underrated player in professional sports. What the literal hell is this? And it's perfectly put by Marcus and, and Kyler Murray doubling down, just saying, I love it. Give it, yeah, and I think it, Bo, Bo, it speaks to what we were talking about in the first segment. It's like this dude wants to come back and, and prove everybody wrong. Like he's he's got his money, right? He's got his college reputation that's intact. But I mean, the smear campaign for this young man. Uh, put your cardinal hat off to the side for a second. If we're just all objective about this, this is the one of the, one of the most egregious smear campaigns of an NFL player who has accomplished more than you know ninety percent of guys that get into this league. And the fact that people just continually just lay go into town on his, on his ability. Let's put aside you don't love Kyler Murray the person, or you think he's an introvert, or you don't love his leadership qualities. If you're trying to win a football game on Sunday, and you've got Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo and Mac Jones and Kenny Pickett, 
above Kyler Murray, you should you should get your football card removed. You should not be allowed to talk about football. Yeah, whatever whatever you feel like you know to be true as far as the the NFL game goes, you might want to reevaluate that because yeah. it's wrong. It's it's wrong because if if you're gonna take a guy like Kenny Pickett who didn't throw multiple touchdown passes in his his entire rookie season, and you're gonna say that's that's the caliber of quarterback that Kyler Murray is with, I mean it's it's just the it doesn't match up. It really just doesn't at all. Uh, if you can, you want to throw out the injury card, then then why aren't we throwing that out on Jimmy Garoppolo? It seems right. to be a double standard with with Kyler Murray. Uh, it, it's just the Arizona Cardinals are are down. They only have one direction to go, and and that's up. But in the meantime, unfortunately for Cardinals fans, they're going to be they're going to take a lot of uh, just erroneous punches from from people that that call themselves NFL experts, analysts, and it's. It's not going to be based in fact, and it's not going to be based in reality. It's going to be based off of, you know, they're they're going to be playing to the fan bases that are in contention, and, and the Arizona Cardinals aren't there right now, and no. and Kyler Murray isn't available, so they they just cast it aside. I I I would say I would hope maybe I'm giving him too much credit here, Johnny. I would hope that he just he hasn't been paying enough attention to really have a true answer on Kyler Murray. So he just lumped him in there. And, and that's, that's, that's irresponsible, right? Don't, don't, don't include him in work for CBS sports, right? Writing articles. Who's sure. Who's, who's taking the time to read that? I mean like that, that's the kind of post and he's, he's trying, I think he, I think it is clickbaity because he's got comments underneath the original post. I was going and looking at it and says, Hey, I'm going to give a thread of my breakdown in, in threads. And so I'm going to give you more context. So, um, it, it's, it's that it, I just, it, it's so did he say that he get to the Kyler now, not really. I mean, he, he hasn't elaborated on it. And of course, other fan bases are upset about, about their tiers, but like he's got Kyler Murray in, in the worst tier in the NFL because tier seven is just rookies, Anthony yeah. Richardson, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. So if you go by that, he is saying that Kyler Murray is a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. If you, if, which is just absolutely ridiculous. We talked about it yesterday. The, the uh, I think the ranking of just the drafting of what 32 teams and Kyler Murray was drafted within the first 30 picks or whatever. He was the 14th quarterback drafted. Like, right. Kyler Murray is at worst the 14th best quarterback in the NFL. At best, he he's an MVP candidate. And, and again, I think, I think the guy you're lumping him in now with like Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield, like damaged goods. I think people look at it like he's he's had his time. And he's blown his opportunity, but he's under contract. Like Carson Wentz isn't on an NFL team. Jimmy Garoppolo has played for multiple franchises. You know, the Derek Carr, the Vegas Raiders, say what you want about him. They couldn't get rid of him fast enough, right? Sam Howell, Sam Howell's proven nothing. That Sam Howell could be a benched afterthought by October. Kyler Murray, we've seen it, has gone on the road, has won big time games, started a playoff game, say what you want took the Cardinals from the depth of, of, of relevancy back from the dead in 2019, 2020, and 2021. And it's just like, no, but none of that matters. I mean, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't laugh no. at Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, but then also say, that it's Kyler Murray's fault. And then that's the argument we continue to make is just, who? okay, you got to be able to, who won those games? Who put up yeah. those numbers? Was it Kyler or was it somebody else? Because right now it feels like everybody is writing their own narrative which is just erroneous and incorrect. They just don't yeah. pay attention, I guess. Well, yeah, I and mean, you look at his third tier, right? You've got Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, Deshaun oh Watson, uh, 
and Justin Fields, who I know the, the hype train is is pretty much off the rails and, and Matthew Stafford, and you got him ahead of the likes of Jared Goff and Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith. Like I, I would almost flip flop. Like I there there's so many you can just poke so many holes in this this QB tier list. It it I don't think I've seen a worse list than this. I really don't. I yeah. I, I don't know what I mean, there's so many things that disqualify this list from uh, we're probably giving it too much love. And, and that was the intent. But, you know, one to put Kyler in, in the sixth tier and then to have all these just mid to terrible quarterbacks so much so high up on the list. It's just it's it's brutal. It's it's yeah. brutal. And it's 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 like, are you it's it's disrespectful to to fans that follow the game, pay attention and and want, you know, smart, intelligent football discussion. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it makes me not ever want to take CBS seriously again. Like, do, do we just need to not pay attention to CBS moving forward? I'm, like if, if I were to come on this show or Bob comes on the show and we just start saying, you know, Rondell Moore is a sneaky hall of fame candidate. Rondell Moore, <laughs> I think needs to be getting first team, all pro votes. Right. People in the chat, would laugh at us and would stop tuning in because they wouldn't be able to take what we say seriously. And some people don't, that's fine. That's the comparison for this. Hey, Robert Kimdichie never got a fair shake in the NFL. Those are the kind of take, you know, I think at the end of the day, Steve Wilkes really should have been given a lifetime contract with the, that, that's a comparable uh, breakdown to what Will Brunson, Brunson is doing. Yeah. And so it makes me not ever want to take CBS sports seriously again. Like, I, I, Cardinals are going to be on CBS a lot this year is the ironic thing because they're no longer doing like NFC goes Fox and AFC goes CBS. It's like, it's they're up for grabs. Now Cardinals have a fair amount of CBS games this year. Like somebody needs to get, can we get Will Brunson on the call for when Kyler Murray comes back and starts hanging 30 on people again? Absolute <laughs> joke, man. Jordan P in the chat. Uh, I don't know if this was, did Will say this during his, uh, or in the replies? We'll have to find out. Will Brinson, as far as the tier list in 2023, put Kyler in tier six because he doesn't know if Kyler even play. No. I just don't, I, th I think we've debunked that. Like if, if you read, if you put any, Jimmy type might not play. Jimmy Garoppolo may not pass a physical. <laughs> Will, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't passed his physical with the Las Vegas Raiders yet. So that's a crock of shit. That's not true at all. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I said, very very little research, if any, was put into Kyler Murray in 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 why he feels like he's in that tier, which it's the worst tier. It is. Sam Howell, Jordan Love, Baker Colt, Mayfield, Desmond put, Ritter. Put, no, no, no. Put Colt McCoy in that tier. Then this you're gonna. This is who's starting the season. Right. I'm putting Colt, like PFF did that. PFF right. had him like in the twenties. Put Colt McCoy with Sam Howell and company. And then we it's not even a topic of discussion. There's no asterisk next to Kyler Murray. That, that, if there's ever a reason, and you and you don't need many, but they're here, I'll give you another one. To, to become a diehard, go PHNX and read non-crap like that, then do it right now. Become a diehard. 90% <laughs> of what we've got going on is free. Gerald and company, they're at the NBA Summer League. Jesse... Howard Balzer, the PHNX Cardinals beat reporter. You know, Howard's got his hot takes. He's never going to tell you Kyler Murray's a tier six no. quarterback in the NFL. Even for the Kyler Murray haters, and there are many, some here locally in Arizona, like uh, Kyler Murray is a franchise quarterback. Is he one of the best in the NFL? I think when he's healthy, he is and, and has the right kind of head coach. But there are tiers to franchise quarterbacks that you've got him. 
Baker Baker Mayfield and Sam Howell could be out of football in, right. in the next 18 months. Kyle Look Murray, at the videos coming out of Tampa Bay. I mean, is Baker oh Mayfield God. sailing passes, skipping passes, throwing passes so far left and so far right? And these are in shorts, like th- with no pressure, nobody in defense can't complete a pass. And Kyle, like you are, honestly think Kyler Murray is in the same tier as Baker Mayfield? Like that's that's insulting. That and that's that's just a, a true indictment of of what you know and what you don't know as far as the NFL goes. I mean, it's yeah. that's Kyler Murray's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. And, and to say that he's the same caliber of quarterback as Baker Mayfield is it's it's brutally incorrect. <laughs> so if we're scoring at home, um, I think it was ESPN said the Cardinals have the worst roster. Who who ranked the, the coaches? Was it NFL.com or C- somebody ranked the coaches recently, a major right. affiliate said John the Gannon's the worst NFL head coach. I think it was CBS, um, wasn't it? CBS, CBS is on fire lately. And then now <laughs> CBS, Will Brunson is saying Kyler Murray's a, a bottom five quarterback. Why we shouldn't even play this season? Why even play? Right. Why even have why even have a 2023 NFL season? Like, come on now. Jonathan Gannon was the defensive coordinator for the NFC champions and by all accounts is a rising star head coach and has assembled a great staff, in my opinion. The roster is what it is. But it's best play, two players are Kyler Murray and Buda Baker. And people want Buda Baker to be traded for a ham sandwich. And Kyler right. Murray's a bottom, bottom five quarterback. It's just, yeah. I hate the narrative that there's biases because I think sometimes that's overplayed. Then you see garbage like this. And it's like, yeah, people just don't pay attention, enough attention to this team right. when they're not winning. It's like we're playing to the 31 other teams, right? And their fan mm-hmm. bases for the most part. And then if and they're gonna applaud this list and say, "Hey, great list," and they're not gonna uh, uh, they're not going to pay attention to the horrible, horrible decision or where they slotted Kyler Murray. And then there's gonna be the fan base that roots for Kyler Murray, and they're gonna push back, and they're just gonna say, you know, we're 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 paying attention to the teams that you know the consensus is is going to compete, and and we're just gonna play to our base. We're gonna play to to the majority and. We don't care that we're going to piss off one fan base with, with that, that, you know, nationally is, is perceived as a team that's not going to contend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fresh, super frustrating and uh, not, not surprising, but to be like, to be in, in a group with, with those other, where do you, where is, where is CBS tier as far as how you consume football and, and respectability? That's a great question. So PHNX, PHNX Sports, PHNX Cardinals is tier one by itself. Well, no, that's not true. PHNX Cardinals, the MVR Broncos, CHGO Bears is tier one. Uh-huh. And then then there's like, you know, your ESPN, your Fox, right? And then then there's Sporting News, and then there's CBS Sports. PFF, I think, is in tier yeah, two. Yeah, PFF is in tier yeah. two. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sporting News is in its own tier, and then below, Sporting News, who said the Cardinals failed the draft, and then below that is CBS Sports. Whatever's lower than an F. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm stressed out beyond belief from that, and I need uh, a Polar Pop immediately. And the only place for me to get one, to my liking, is for with my friends at Circle K. We're so excited to be partnered with our friends at Circle K. It's hot here in Arizona. It's like 110, 115 hot. And I need to hydrate in the worst way, especially I'm sweating. I'm so upset after that those comments from Will Brunson, that fraud. <laughs> so I need to go get two Polar Pops. And guess what? I'm only paying for one of them, sucker. Text PHNX to 3131. 
<laughs> zero to join the SMS <laughs> subscriber club. Buy one, get one free 32 ounce polar pop. I'd love to see Will Brunson driving his car and just throw one at his windshield, but I would not waste my polar pop. <laughs> Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator. Find the circle K nearest to you. Ice coffee under two bucks, 12 packs of beer under 10 bucks. Everything I need to stay hydrated in this hot Arizona summer. I'm doing it with my friends at circle K circle K. I'm asking you, please ban Will Brunson from all your locations, which there are many. Again, if you need to find yours, circlek.com slash store dash locator to find the nearest circle K to you. I love petty Johnny Venerable. Love him. He's he's elite. He's tier one, no doubt about it, especially if he's launching polar pops at 32 ounces into the and windshield of a NFL analyst. I, I figured it out. I think I know what, what the issue was with Will Brunson is okay. he was probably dealing with non-OGs type cannabis products, like yeah. the, the swag stuff, like the, the non-good stuff that – Johnny used to buy off some kid in seventh grade. Wait, uh, <laughs> wait, hang on a second. You're talking. You're talking. Sorry, uh, the, you're talking to the wrong guy. Uh, not a late bloomer, but you know, keep it. We keep it legal here, brother. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's eighteen. And thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but he would buy, you know, a bag and had a bunch of sticks and stuff in it, and, and stuff you wouldn't find that you would never imagine finding in a delicious bag of OG's gummies because they're elite, they're tier one, no doubt about it. So is their pink lemonade gummy they just dropped in late June. Refreshing twist on that classic summer beverage. When you think pink lemonade, you think ice cold, refreshing pink lemonade. Great summer beverage, but now it's in a form of a delicious gummy, and it's getting toasty here in the Valley. Why not cool off with one of their pink lemonade gummies? Uh, limited edition, of course, going on in all your all your favorite dispensaries around the Valley. That fresh, tangy lemon, hint of red berry, and plenty of sugar to help with that fla summer flavor. You can get it for yourself. Someone always can use some OGs. Check them out. All their products are online. OGsbrands.com. Just see what they're about. Then go into your dispensary and buy them. They got the sleep edition gummy as well. It's going to help put you to sleep, keep you asleep. It's Aquaberry. It's delicious. Got to check out everything OGs is doing. You can follow them on your Instagram, on social media, at OGsbrands. And you got to be 21 years or older, but you can find them, as I said, your local dispensary. <laughs> knock in the chat seventh grade my god if you saw a picture of me in seventh grade <laughs> it would be the last person you've ever seen in your life trying to score weed it would be it would be the saddest thing you've ever in my dark in my darth maul t-shirt trying to get an edible come on bro uh kk in the chat cbs equals pro football talk did florio partner with will brunson we'll never know uh on that article i guarantee uh, you sent him props uh, he probably looked him up and he slid notes. into his dms yeah and he was like hey will a plus work on that a plus work choice that's choice <laughs> tier ranking my friend uh if if there's ever a sign we need football season to come back uh immediately and have real tangible games that's that's one of them um kyler murray again we reported on it or we we discussed it in the first segment based on the fine working and reporting from kyle odegaard compared that bet uh that he is in line to try to come back as soon as possible um and you know it's funny we we speculate or i did that there could be a point in the season where the cardinals are gonna have to make a decision with kyler murray and i think a lot of it is predicated on how they start the season who's healthy the buying of the team but do you think that with Kyler Murray this coming out that, you know, he's ready, he wants to play as soon as possible. 
And he, I don't think, you know, they didn't give dates on that, but we've been of the mindset like October feels about like the right time. Um, do you feel like there's pressure for the organization to allow Kyler Murray to return regardless of what the first couple months of the season look like? I guess a better question for you, Bo, is are there any scenarios in which you would hold out Kyler Murray based on what you've seen from the team thus far in the 2023 season? No, because they have work to do and, and they have things that they need answers for going into the 2024 offseason. I think uh, holding back Kyler Murray, him not seeing the playing field or getting a sample size from K1, it doesn't, you don't fully benefit from that. You, you need mm-hmm. to know, you know, how he's going to take the Petskin system, how he's going to look post injury. Is he going to be somebody that's going to be able to knock the rust off? in a relatively quick manner to where he can put this team back, you know, to where it's competing week in and week out. So I think that it, it benefits JG. I think the only person that that might hesitate is is a guy like Bonnie Austin for it, but he knows ultimately the best thing is, like, if they can get their franchise quarterback back on the field, you know, not only does it, does it bode well for your team, you know, contending each and every week, but it, it also, it, it's... It's just you can you can obviously evaluate and, and know yeah. what you have as far as Kyler Murray goes. So I I don't I, I think if he's chomping at the bit, if he's checked all the boxes that the organization and the training staff put in place, I, I really don't think that they're going to create an obstacle on their own to keep Kyler Murray off the field. Yeah, I I I want to believe that you're you're right, and I I do think that if if the team gets a couple early dubs and they look really ahead of schedule and competitive, then it's going to be like, yeah, let's let's go. Let's get K1 back. Let's see what happens. But let's. I'm going to play devil's advocate. And if if these rankings are correct and the Cardinals are overwhelmed, they, they have their lacking talent where we think they're lacking talent. Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy looks washed. And, you know, Petsing's offense, they, it needs a dynamic playmaker. And it's like, okay, they're over. And Kyler Murray looks good, but they're a little bit on the fence. I don't know. I have to see it with my own eyes because, again, the benefit of playing Kyler Murray for a, a winless team at the end of October, let's say the wheels completely fall off, hypothetically, there yeah. are going to be some conversations that have to be had. What is, what's the point of that when you're staring down maybe a generational prospect? Because, yeah. again, Kyler Murray comes back and he struggles and and you still you know only win one or two games. Like, How, how does that feel like? the trajectory of this team looks in, in, in the spring, I get it. You have to have confidence in your coaching staff and your players to be able to put people in positions to be successful. But I, I don't know. I just, again, I, I say this every show, it feels like now, but this season has so many different layers and could go so many different ways based on how the team starts and when does Kyler Murray opt to return. And again, reading that article today makes me feel like he wants to pull a Joe Burrow, Robert Griffin, the third, like he wants mm-hmm. to try to come back and play in September. I don't think that happens, but w- what happens, Bo Brock, if you're at training camp, he's out there bouncing around. He's out there running around. He looks good throwing the football. His teammates are going to look over there and be like, what's, what are we waiting for? Let's, let's get, let's get this guy un- under center. Let's get him, you know, throwing the ball around here because there's no way he's not going to be active at training camp. He's going to be doing something on the sideline. Well, and when I think of what we've heard from Zach Ertz, where we've talked to Ertz post-injury, post-surgery, yeah. and what his timeline looks like, and he's gearing up to play week one. But he said, you know, that's training camp is going to be 
the thing that's going to dictate that because if he's not at training camp, he says he's probably not going to be able to play week one. So that's going to dictate the same thing for Kyler Murray, especially in year one in a new system. So I think that, you know, Kyler Murray, if, if he starts training camp on PUP and, you know, we don't see him for the most of training camp, uh, and then he's, you know, then the next kind of checkpoint is he going to start the season on IR. Then you're looking at at least the first four weeks of the season without Kyler Murray. So I, I think you can, I don't know. I, I'd be shocked if, if it's not, if there's a scenario where he doesn't go on IR to start the season. But I, I like look, those examples you gave me with Burrow, even like with Carson Wentz, I think he started after week three. You'd have to risk it, roll the dice and not IR him. And enroll with him is is on the active roster uh, while he continues to the you know to to finalize his rehab and get back on the field. Uh, Nick in the chat, if Kyler plays ten games, we can win it at five at least. I agree with that. I think again, Kyler Murray. I think they win half the games he plays. I think he's that good of a quarterback. I think their schedule, frankly, is easy enough. It's a fourth-place schedule. It's not the the barn burner, the bloodbath it, it, it was in 2022. But, again, what does it look like before he comes back? And wh- what if he plays five games instead of ten? What does that look like? I mean, is, is it worth it? Is it worth it for him? I mean, we just heard from John, who brought up a great point from PFF. Deshaun Watson came back not from injury last year, and I know he took a, a year off of football as different circumstances. Yeah. He was terrible last year in Drew Petzing's offense. And the learning curve sounds like it is, is pretty steep, right? I mean, this is the same kind of offense Kyle Shanahan, to some degree, wants to run or does run. Trey Lance wasn't ready to run it. I mean, they had to pivot. Yeah. They had to bring Garoppolo back. And Brock Purdy, you know, was ahead of schedule and, and played a lot of, you know, college football and was an almost plug-and-play toward the end of the year. But all that to say, like, there's no assurance that, that Kyler Murray is going to be able to find a groove and in three to five games. Mm-hmm. So are, are those reps that meaningful? I think just you're, you're going to have to weigh the fact that Kyler Murray is going to want to come back. And if you hold him out because you want to be able to make sure he's healthy and then the season unravels and then you blow your opportunity to get him out there, you have a, I guess the point I'm trying to make, I don't think I'm doing a good enough job of it. You have to have a window in mind mm-hmm. for Kyler Murray to return. And you either hit that window or you go, completely off the deep end for the quarterback out in SoCal. That's that's my game plan for this season. If he can't come back and you're and you're struggling, you're losing games in September and October, and Kyler Murray's telling you in mid-October, I'm ready, I, you have to let him play. Because if you don't and you're saying, no, 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 we're thinking like Thanksgiving, then this then it's over. Because I Colt McCoy and David Blau and Clayton Toon in for, for two and a half months is a is a direct freight train from hell to the first pick in the NFL draft with all due respect to those guys. It's, yeah. It's not a, it's not a group that you have a lot of confidence in, right? I mean, the cliche is you can get probably three wins out of your backup. You can get three losses from your backup. And I think Colt McCoy is your quintessential backup and you're asking him to play way more than, you know, the usual NFL backup will, pl- you know, play in a re- NFL regular season. Uh, and, and then you would rely on a fifth round rookie potentially with Clayton Toon if if things went so far awry. Um, it it would be disastrous. But like I said before, like I, I really think that they need from an evaluation standpoint, regardless of what their record is, to to know what they're gonna have in Kyler Murray. And, and you know, as far as to your point, Deshaun Watson coming back 
and and looking as bad as he did, and they were completely revamping him. And Colt McCoy alluded to this. We talked about it in a previous podcast about how important footwork is in Drew Petzing's offense, and, and how uh, Colt McCoy—that's something that he's hasn't dealt with in the you know near twenty years of, of football that he's played yeah. at the collegiate and NFL level. Like that's going to be something that Kyler Murray is going to he just hasn't done it before. Like, will he right. take to it quicker than some people potentially like he technically, uh, as far as his, his technique goes, he's one of the best in the league. Like he probably would take it to it, but it's still going to be a process and, and you got to start that process. Why not do it while you, you can and, and maybe the expectations of winning aren't there this season. So get them in there when there's not that much pressure. Yeah. You said Colt McCoy, your backup expected to win like three games. I mean, I Colt McCoy played good football when the roster was was pretty well loaded two years ago. I, I think Colt McCoy a year, I think, f- removed from retirement. I think he's got about one more year with a roster like Arizona's in transition with a new coaching staff. That I mean, that's that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. And they're going to have pressure from old K1 to, to get out there sooner rather than later. Christian in the chat, I've wa- I feel like I've watched too many episodes not to say hello. Hello, Christian. How are you, sir? From Chicago. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you so much, Christian. Thanks, uh, Christian. We, we, we do our best here, as does our friends at, at Pins and Aces. They do awesome work. Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. Check out Big Drive Energy wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely love my Pins and Aces gear, Peacock, and in my polo. They've got so much good stuff. Golf bags, hats. Polos, as I mentioned, our favorite beer sleeve. It's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag. Keep your drinks cold the entirety of your round. They've got so much good stuff. Pinsandaces.com. Use that code PHNX. Receive 15% off your first order. You get free shipping. And again, their stuff goes in and out. So get that, those notifications. If you're a medium, a small, a large, whatever you want, get it. Pinsandaces.com. 15% off your first order. Promo code PHNX. And as you mentioned, you're going to want to be locked on to gophnx.com. Become a diehard. Take advantage of all the benefits, perks that you get from becoming a diehard. You're going to have exclusive access to all the events that we're going to have going down this fall and this summer as well. Takeovers as the D-backs continue their run towards playing in October. You're going to want to become a diehard. Get access to that exclusive member Discord Everything that you want as a Cardinals fan that's really going to scratch that itch, it's right there becoming a diehard. So go to phnxlocker.com. Go to gophnx.com. Read all the work from our peers over here. Howard Balzer, as you mentioned, Gerald Bourget. He's going to be in Summer League with the entire crew. Uh, Craig Morgan cranking out you know, content on the Coyotes and our guy Jesse Freeman as far as the D-backs go. Don't miss out on any of that. Become a diehard today. Go phnx.com. Uh, we've got so much good content on the horizon, doing some fun roundtables. We'll share more when we can. And we've got training camp less than three weeks away out in Tampa. We're going to have so much content and insight from the man to my right. And again, you want to be part of that exclusive member discord that comes only with the diehard membership to be able to see just exactly what's going on with the Arizona Cardinals day in and day out. Thank you guys so much for hopping in, hanging with us today. Thank you to John Costco of Pro Football Focus for stopping by. We're going to be out at MGM Sportsbook, the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. Manana, come out and say hello. Watch the show live at 4 p.m. In the meantime, he's Bo Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you on a Friday. 
Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.